come from? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It came from outer space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The from outer space. Crack that window open there, boy. Too loud. Come on. Come on. And when did you get this? Let me see it. Get the fuck on with it. Let me see it. Get on with it. <laughs> get on with it. If you let me see what you got the other day. I've seen it. Oh, uh, that's cool. What is it? Don't die. <laughs> it's Tell a them what it is. It's a fucking bug, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like a Spider Man? <laughs> and we're live. Are we? Here at the podcast from Outer Space. Did you start rolling? <laughs> been rolling for a minute, dude. <laughs> and it's the podcast from Outer Space. It's your boy, Rob Scott. We got Adam Narlock in the house tonight. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. And as always, it's Ryan Scott. Greetings out there. And what do you know? We're on episode 56. Uh, kind of slinging a, a throwback one for you. It's Spider-Man. Slinging. I like that. Yeah. Yes, it is um, Comic Month, do we want to say? Comic Con. Comic Con is this month, so... Is that two weekends from now? Yes, Comic Con, end of July, uh, 19th to the 21st, I believe. So in honor of Comic Con, we are going to do all comics all the time. All month. Just (laughs) for the month. Just for the month. This is... uh, It's not a a comic podcast now, just for this (laughs) month. Now, this one, guys, this is a big one, okay? It's a sticky one. We'll say that. Yep. Uh, he is often ranked as one of the most popular and iconic comic book characters of all time. How about of all time? Of all time. <laughs> uh, and is by far the most commercially successful. Some even go as far as ranking Spider-Man as one of the most popular characters in all of fiction. Uh, appearing in countless forms of media, including comics, a Broadway play, several animated and live-action TV shows, video games, syndicated newspaper comic strips, and, of course, multiple motion picture renditions. Syndicated or vindicated? Well, both. (laughs) Uh, But let's get in to the web-slinging, fluid-flinging, wall-crawling, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Now, what do you? Uh, what is y'all's first exposures, memories of Spider-Man? Do we have any? The cartoon. That's the first time I remember seeing it. Now, we talking sixties or nineties? Nineties. Okay, the guitar when everything was metal. Yeah, and then also obviously the comics themselves. Remember those late night trips to the comic book store. <laughs> Well, I remember that that was actually one of your favorites because that one summer you went away to summer camp, came back, and your whole damn room was Spider-Man. Shout out to mom. Yeah. Now, I will say... um, Had a damn spider web in the corner. Walls are painted red and blue. So were his closets. Is that embarrassing? I don't think so. I think it's pretty badass. Yeah, my mom decorated my entire room Spider-Man. Now, I guess I'll go ahead and say, I guess Spider-Man is my favorite uh, superhero of all time. I heard you having this exact argument with your wife the other day. Now, how about of all time? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, I guess it's like, okay, I had a toy. 
I remember a specific toy, I think, was a hand-me-down from you, Rob. And okay. he shot a little, like, uh, thing out of his arm. It's, it's like a little, a little yeah, web. like a little plastic. It's called a web. Well, it was r- just it was a, like a ball kind of, though, right? No, it's like yeah. a red uh, stick. Oh, sh- and then, uh, like a red rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what it was, buddy. And, uh, well, anyways, that was my favorite toy of all time. Played with it. I carried it everywhere with me. Um, he still does. You guys loved- remember the the wrist slingers with the like basically silly string in them? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. That I got one of those, got my hands on one of those bad boys. Uh, Still have silly string on the ceiling. Yeah, I sprayed it up on the ceiling above my toilet, and it's still there (laughs) to this day. Like the fucking... It was purple. It was purple stuff, yeah. This would explain a lot. It's also on the ceiling in the room over the garage, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, Spider-Man, that's fucking... uh, Classic. Yeah, I mean, that's nostalgia at its finest right there. What about you, T-Bag? Uh, man, I'm pretty sure it was the toys to start out with. I think I had, like, some bath soap, like, bubble shit. And your uh, mom worked at KB Toys, right? No, it was, like, this privately owned toy store. Like, this couple owned it. Like, it was in a mall, but it was, like, this married couple that, like, bought this space in the mall and just sold toys. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, lots of toys. I had, like, the... 60s VHS tapes, VHS tapes of the 60s episodes, however you want to put that. Classic, classic. And of course, the 90s cartoon. I think I also remember some video games, but that feels like a lot. Which ones? I had the Sega one. It's just Spider-Man and then like Maximum Carnage. You still have that, right? Yeah. Bet your ass we do. And then obviously the fucking Tobey Maguire films. I mean, those are huge. We'll get to those when we we get to that in the outline. Um, A little bit later in the outline. Huge. But, you know, we're going to get into uh, some of the story, uh, the creators. I mean, this one, guys, mostly about the creation because this... Oh, this is a doozy. This. Um, You know, I started looking into this shit and fucking... um, Let's just get into it. I mean, so Spider-Man, created by writer and editor Stan Lee and writer-artist Steve Ditko. Now, check out our Stan Lee episode for his life and times. R.I.P. Yeah, we did like a homage to him, went through his entire life. We hit on uh, Spider-Man a little bit in there, but bit of a history on uh, Steve Ditko. Um, this guy was born November 2nd, 1927 in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Now, Batman and the Spirit are kind of what got him into comics at an early age. And after high school, this guy enlisted in the U.S. Army. Uh, 1945, served in post-war Germany where he drew comics for an Army newspaper. Um, And then in 1950, he enrolled in art school uh, using the GI Bill in New York City uh, and learned under Batman artist who helped create the Joker, Jerry Robinson. And, uh, you know, this guy, Steve, pretty legendary within the realm of comics. I mean, he's responsible for some of the most, I I guess, like nowadays popular comic characters, obviously Spider-Man. And this guy, his other big character was Doctor Strange, uh, who has, you know, in recent mm. years become hugely popular with the Marvel movies. But this guy also created other characters that would influence um like these characters went on to influence very popular comics, uh, The Question and Mr. A. Hey. Uh, now, these characters were like, a. yeah, this a is more a different expensive Mr. A. Mr. A. 
Uh, but honestly, Mr. A, I was reading about this shit. It kind of reminds me of you, T-Bag. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this guy like wears a suit and a metal mask that is basically just permanent that's, scowl that's on it. That's me to a T. No, but listen to this. <laughs> a metal he, mask. He Suits. carries around a card, and he draws on the card. He shades half of it black, and he says there's black and there's white. There is no in between. So he's a Sith Lord. It's like good or evil, no gray area. And this guy, like this uh, went on, if this sounds familiar, it's because it went on to be the primary influence for Alan Moore's Rorschach uh, from The Watchmen. You know, black and white, this guy's integrity was immovable. He wouldn't budge on anything. Like if you were, if you did maybe one bad thing, you were fully bad, you know? <laughs> that's like, that's like, uh, you know, like you're always got these arguments about like yada, yada, yada. Captain's your favorite superhero. And he, he kind of reminds me of this, right? Okay. okay. <laughs> Am I wrong? This is an assault on my character. No, it's not. This guy, this guy has impeccable integrity, dude. Is that good or bad? It's a That's compliment. Good. Yeah, it's a compliment, if anything. And then the question is more of a tamed down version of this guy, Mr. A. Uh, also badass, though. Check those comics out for more, more of that type of shit. But, <laughs> but in terms of the uh, creation of Spider-Man, this is a highly controversial topic, mm. and therefore much of the story is up for debate. Now, we discussed this a little bit on our Stanley episode, but of course, you know, we left out the controversy because, you know, we're, we're not going to bash Stan on Stan's episode. We'll right. do it on this one. Yeah, there was a little bit of him and <laughs> Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah. Now, Stanley, like, you guys know Stanley is the creator of Spider Man, right? Yep. He did put himself in Peter. <laughs> yeah, as most people do. Now, Stan became basically the face of Marvel and obviously highly regarded and praised in the comic community. Um, and obviously, you know, you don't get to that position without um, stepping on a few toes, if you will. Taking you know? a few business calls when you're running late, that kind of stuff. Yeah, losing a few friends. CEO problems. I get it. Yeah. Two phones. You know, so, but, you know, as we find out with this story, you know, Stan might not be this, like, idea factory godhead that everybody praises him as. Because Stan's whole fucking position, and tell me if you guys disagree, on, like, comics is, if you think it in your head, you created it. So if I have the idea of... Um, oh, yeah. 100%, dude. This is my immovable moral character. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. If I come up with something in my head, it's mine. You know what I mean? Ideas, like food-wise, have been stolen, <laughs> oh, and I'm pretty yeah. pissed off about it. But see, that's what I'm saying. This is like that... Now, I kind of see this... I see it from two ways. All right, yes, he had the idea, but like his... Oh, I mean, we'll play a clip later that gets in after we get to the whole Ditko controversy, but... It's like he comes up with the idea, gives it to an artist, they draw it up, and then it's either successful or it's not. If it is successful, then Stan created a successful character. If it's not, then he didn't. But that's also oh, a little... Fire. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Even though the artist did all the work on like what it is, and that's like a lot of comics is visuals, right? Mm, yeah, like you're not uh, going to buy a comic that looks shitty, right? Audio comic book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Books on tape. Hey, man, just think of all the people drawing Disney characters while Disney's still getting the cred, you know? Exactly. That's how it is. And but that's I mean, how... hey, if they're paying your bills, can't argue <laughs> with true, that. That's true, yeah. You know? Now, what about 
teabag. You were saying you're the idea man. This is like that episode of Always Sunny. Like <laughs> we have the idea of this. It's up to the nerds in China to figure out the science behind it. Yeah, like that's where you problem. stand. Yeah. Okay. But the way I see it, I mean, obviously, we're not saying anything bad about Stan. He changed the game of entertainment. It wouldn't be what it is today without him. But, um, you know, I see him as he's more of a kind of like sales guy, really. Like, yes, he has the ideas, but then he's able to fucking, he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. <laughs> You can get a good look at a T-bone steak. <laughs> like, he could go in there, and he is fucking Tommy Boy getting there to throw on the oven. He's and, like the face. Yeah, like he's the uh, he's the guy out there shaking hands, kissing babies, right? Tommy want wingy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, but, and always, you know, controversy is always, always, always going to follow anything that makes billions of dollars. Sure. You know, just look at Apple, um, Facebook. Numbers don't lie. Apple um, lie and numbers won't. Now, the mainly agreed-upon story is that in 1962, with the success of Fantastic Four... Stan- Can we just stop right there? Success of Fantastic Four? You saw those movies. We're not talking about the movies. We're not talking so. about the fucking movies. We're talking about the, the comics. comics are good? You guys read the comics? I was never a big Fantastic <laughs> Four right. Did the numbers They're say right. that they were good? Well, yeah. Okay. Fantastic Four okay. was huge. In 1962, In 1962, Whoa. this isn't the fucking 90s movie or even the 2000s movies. I'm just... Yeah, well, they did know his comics, no credit. Anyway, stay Well, hey, I mean, they had a... they Look at look at where Marvel is now. They had to make a lot of bullshit to get there. All right, that's fair. That's fair. So... It's like making pancakes. A lot of artists got shit sucks. on by Stanley, basically. <laughs> and a lot of movies were really shitty. I mean... I still say one of the best Marvel movies ever ever made is the um, Captain America from the (laughs) (laughs) the first one. Now, uh, so with the success of Fantastic Four, the comic book in the 1960s, uh, Stan Lee claims that he got the idea for Spider-Man from this character named uh, a few different things. So one, this character named Richard Wentworth, a.k.a. the Spider. A.k.a. Dick Wentworth. In the pulp magazine. And maybe that goes more into Spider-Man, you know? Shooting. <laughs> Just like Stan. <laughs> no, I'm saying like Dick. Like Spider-Man is like a big dick joke, right? How do you figure? Uh, he shoots white fluid all over town. Come wherever the fuck he wants. Is <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Richard Wentworth, um, a.k.a. The Spider. This guy was from the pulp magazines of the 30s and 40s, and Stan Lee said that it was the name of this character that inspired him to create a character that would become Spider-Man. Way to go there, Stan. The Spider. A lot of work, dude. Wow, let's just add man to the end of this. Yeah, The Spider. Basically, yeah. But honestly, check a look. I got a great idea. This is all in my head, guys. No, <laughs> take a look. Spider-Man. <laughs> Dressing yeah. up like a spider. Look <laughs> a little different. Take a look at this guy. He's basically like... Like a fucking um, film noir detective mm-hmm. with like a domino mask reminds me of in Into the Spider Verse yeah, the Nicolas Cage yep. yeah the Nicolas Cage version okay. Okay. yeah right a little bit of like that's like a homage to that I don't like how he's the master of men though that's a little weird that kind of plays into the uh, stuff we were watching earlier hey you know that's neither here nor there now Lee stated he was further inspired by seeing a spider and in some cases I've heard a fly. Uh, Yeah, differing opinions there, but either a spider or a fly climbing up a wall 
And in his autobiography, Lee even claims that he has told the story so many times he became unsure of whether or not this is true. <laughs> so again, you know, it's like Hitler. Oh. You tell the lie enough times, oh. people are going to believe it. It's like Mark Hamill getting called out for calling Carrie Fisher's name. Said he never did it, though, in the movie. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just like that, right? Everyone says he did it, calls him out for it. He's like, hey, I've heard it a million times. It's not true, guys. So coupled with these influences, uh, there was also a surge in teenage demand for comic books. Uh, so thus, Stan had the desire to create a character with whom teens could identify. Sure, sure. You know, I guess kids aren't really identifying with billionaire playboys. I was. Yeah, I was going to say they didn't. <laughs> or space aliens with that shoot lasers out their eyes because these were the two biggest guys at the time, right? Spider-Man and uh, – or Superman and uh, Batman. Yeah. And really at this time in the comic world, like teen heroes were basically only sidekicks. You know, you had Robin, Bucky, Wonder Girl, shit like that. Uh, no teens were the main hero. So Stan figures, hell, who the fuck is reading these things anyways? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Get that target audience. Yeah. Let's make a teen character for teens. Buy men for teens. Fubu. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, Stan wanted Spider-Man to deal with rejection, inadequacy, and loneliness, financial woes. Uh, because he figured this is what young kids were struggling with. That's why he's jerking off all over town. But uh, (laughs) honestly, that too. Again, that plays into it. But, you know, Ditko says that uh, his Spider-Man plot contributions were what led to the comic's unusual focus on the struggles of its hero as, uh, you know, struggling with these teen fucking problems. He says it was kind of his his plotting and contributions to the script because he did eventually get plotting credit uh, that led to this. Um, but either way, seems like a no-brainer, right? right we, like, you know, teens reading comics, got to make it teens. Well, apparently Stan took the idea to Martin Goodman and he was not buying it. He says that Goodman gave him a thousand reasons why it wouldn't work, including... Nobody likes spiders. It sounds too much like Superman. And how could a teenager be a superhero? So uh, these are fair points. Are we right? Hey, come on. Come on. I mean, are we agreeing with the guy? I mean, I don't like spiders. Okay, so fair points. Uh, Now, also the name. Spider Man, not Spider Boy. He's got to be. Yeah, he's got to be on the same playing field as these other heroes. Mm. Um, So you got Spider Hyphen Man. Uh, The hyphen was inserted so that because apparently it did look too similar to Superman. When you spell it without the hyphen, it just doesn't look right. Um, And Superman is another hero with a red and blue costume Mm. that started with an S and ends with a man. Now, Stan and Goodman, I guess, go back and forth, and eventually Goodman agreed to a Spider-Man tryout in the final issue of science fiction of the science fiction anthology series Amazing Adult Fantasy. Great website. <laughs> that, yeah. This was actually renamed Amazing Fantasy for that single issue. And apparently the only reason that Goodman allowed him to try out Spider-Man was because it had already been decided that Amazing Fantasy would be canceled after issue 15. 
So he's basically just dooming this thing before it's even off the ground, right? Mm. How much does a copy of that bad boy run? Well, we'll get there. I've got it. You're jumping the gun. Is that not in the Rob report? Now, I believe this is where possibly even before this, it's where the story gets murky. I mean, as we said, we don't know who contributed to the teen problems. Um, and we don't really know who to attribute these changes to. But I guess so Stan's got this idea. He first takes it to Jack Kirby. <laughs> uh, and Kirby told Lee about an unpublished character uh, which he collaborated with Joe Simon in the 50s, where an orphan boy living with an old couple finds a magic ring that granted him superhuman powers. Now, Lee tells Kirby to Is flesh... This Green Lantern? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Lee tells Kirby to flesh out the character, draw up some mock-ups, and um, that Steve Ditko would be the inker, but... Lee says he hated the way that um, Kirby was doing it. Not that he did it bad. It just wasn't what he wanted. It was too heroic. And if you actually look at these mock-ups, it is basically just a rip-off of Captain America. Mm. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, baby. Yep. So Stan then takes it to Steve Ditko, who uh, developed the visual style, including the costume, uh, and also covering the character's face completely. And one of the key pieces was giving him a wrist, a hidden wrist shooter versus a web gun and holster. No weapons. Yep. This, I thought, very fucking interesting. He puts in hidden wrist shooters. Now, at the time, uh, Ditko shared a Manhattan studio with pioneer fetish artist Eric Stanton. Uh, look this guy up, actually. Pretty badass. I need um, to look up fetish artists. What's that mean? You know, it's like, like you know, Art Crumb. This guy's drawing, like, feet and stuff? No, he's drawing, like, it's like bondage shit. Like, uh, chicks. Um, like heavy metal. You ever yeah, read that? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Like, you know Art Crumb, how you draw, like, the Amazon women and shit? Did not. I okay. See, I learned something. Well, this yeah, is good. This is like, a, there was a whole fucking, this was like, like smut. Movement. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, but, I mean, his art is actually In, like, badass. comic book form. Yeah, yeah. This right. guy, Eric Stanton, uh, he actually, like, a lot of his art reminds me of, like, early Mike Giant stuff. Obey? No, Mike Giant is tattoo artist. Like, uh, early stuff like that, like, black and white stuff. Hmm. Um, now, in a 1988 interview, um, Eric Stanton recalled that although his contribution to Spider-Man was almost nil, he says that he and Ditko had worked on certain storyboards together, and he added a few ideas. He says, I think I added the business about the webs coming out of his hands. So, you know, hmm. fetish artist, dude. Bondage fetish artist, little influence on Spider-Man there. Some spider strings make sense. Okay, yeah. all right. Now, although the interior artwork of Amazing Fantasy 15 was by Ditko alone, uh, Lee rejected his cover and commissioned Kirby to pencil the cover, which Ditko would ink, as uh, I guess Lee had more confidence in Jack's covers, and it's a pretty iconic cover, you know? Now, Kirby would go on to dispute Lee's version of the story. He said that uh, Lee had minimal involvement in the character's creation, According to Kirby, the idea for Spider-Man had originated with uh, Kirby and Joe Simon, who in the 1950s had developed a character called the Silver Spider. Uh, but That's even, too much like the Silver Surfer we're going to do there. <laughs> yeah, now even though Simon in his autobiography disputed Kirby's account, um, he said that he devised the name Spider-Man 
and it was later changed to the Silver Spider, and this character would go on to become the Fly <laughs> in Archie Comics, first published in 1959. Now, neither Lee or Kirby's explanation explains why key elements of the story were left out, like the magic ring, you know? Uh-huh. Like, imagine if that was his origin. But Super weird. Uh, so th- those don't explain why that was dropped, but the most plausible explanation is speculated that uh, Goodman or one of his assistants thought that Spider-Man, as envisioned by Kirby, was too similar to the fly. Um, so they, they switched it up, and Ditko even said that he never knew whose idea Spider-Man was. Uh, Kirby also said in an interview that it was Ditko who got Spider-Man to roll. Uh, now, Lee, while claiming credit for the initial idea, has acknowledged Ditko's role, saying that Ditko's costume design was key to the character's success. In that sense, the costume completely covers Spider-Man's body. People of all races, genders, or ages could visualize themselves inside the costume and thus identify with the character. As we saw in the Homecoming, or not a Homecoming, uh, Spider-Verse movie, yeah? yeah? All yeah. right. All and, right. you know, bada-bing, bada-boom, the rest is history. Am I right? Uh-huh. So Spider-Man's first appearance um, in the anthology comic book Amazing Fantasy 15, August of 1962, and obviously becomes a huge hit. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man, he gets his own run. Uh, now, Dicko... Now, did they keep that name, Amazing, just to, as like a homage to the uh, one that was dying out where they started out? Amazing Fantasy. Uh, you amazing know, Adult Fantasy. Yeah, Amazing Adult that. Fantasies. A uh, lot of adult stuff with Spider-Man, even though he's a teen boy. A little weird, right? Weird stuff's happened. Now, I think maybe they did do that. Uh, amazing Spider-Man, you know? Um, anyways... So that goes on, that gets its own run. And Ditko just fucking, he would go on to just leave Spider Man and Marvel at the drop of a hat. Uh, completely unbeknownst to anyone. Uh, he apparently finished his last script and then just was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm also leaving <laughs> and just quit. Uh, apparently, by the time he left, him and Stan Lee had a falling out and were not on speaking terms uh, due to Stan cutting off communications. Uh, Now, apparently, there's, like, a few different versions of why he left. Uh, He was, like, way... This is also very interesting. This guy created, like, Doctor Strange, and even if you go look at the run he did on Spider-Man, a lot of his art was seen as, like, super psychedelic, and a lot of uh, hippies got real... Like, uh, in the Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test, they write about, like, dropping acid and reading Doctor Strange (laughs) because it was super psychedelic, but... Um, Ditko was actually a, he was way more conservative than anybody, anybody really knew. And he was hugely influenced by Ayn Rand's objectivism. Uh, you guys familiar with this? Vaguely. Okay. Now this also confused me. I looked it up a lot and basically what I got is either people like really get into Ayn Rand, like Fountainhead and what Atlas Shrugged is what she did. Mm -hmm. They either get like really into that and think it's this like groundbreaking philosophy or they just write it off as like... Stupid. Yeah, like naughty, like just a childish, like almost teenage way of thinking. Uh, Basically what it is is like, I guess she thinks um, that you you should be doing what makes you happy 
and not caring about anybody else. Like just do you get your own personal gain. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. You have no obligation to your fellow man, that sort of thing. Sounds like Stan Lee. <laughs> well, he may be. Well, it's more this Ditko guy. That's why he uh, essentially quit. That like there was also he just disagreed on everything with Lee. They were saying like uh, there was scenes panels where Spider Man would like swing by hippies and Ditko would have him say like Look at those dirty hippies down there protest <laughs> like they were protesting. But then Lee would change the bubble to like I'm with you kids, you know, <laughs> and like. <laughs> Uh, so they just disagreed on that, and apparently they had a huge disagreement on the identity of the Green Goblin. Um, Stan wanted it to be Harry's dad for the drama, you know? I mean, that's that's fucking great that your arch nemesis is your best friend's uh, dad. Yep, yep. Um, and Steve said, um, hey, Stan, uh, if we're going for realism here, it's highly unlikely that your arch nemesis would coincidentally be your best friend's dad. Could happen. Now, Ditko, I guess... Glenn Gorbin is your best friend's dad. Uh, Ditko put all these speculations to bed, claiming that he left because why should I continue to do all these monthly issues, original stories, ideas, uh, material for a man who is too scared or too angry over something to even see or talk to me? Huh? Yeah, apparently when uh, Ditko quit, like Stan didn't even come out of his office. He wouldn't even talk to him or look at him. <laughs> The phone lines were all busy. The spidey senses were tingling. Let's play this clip from a BBC <laughs> documentary. Uh, this is from In Search of Steve Ditko. Uh, and this is really like Stan's position on the whole creation aspect. So, we're talking British broadcasting here, guys. Yep, let's listen to that. But do you yourself believe that he co-created it? I'm willing to say so. That's not what I'm asking you. Steve. No, and that's the best answer I can give you. So it's a no then, really? Pardon me? So it's a no then. No, really. I really think the guy who dreams the thing up created it. You dream it up and then you give it to anybody to draw it. I mean... But you can see... Uh, I, I think if Steve wants to be called the co-creator, I think he deserves to be called the co-creator because he had done such a wonderful job. So what do we think about uh, Stan's take on it there? I think it's subjective to... <laughs> well, I'm just saying from an artist's perspective, if you're drawing something, you most of the time want to take credit for it unless someone says, hey, draw this for me, mm -hmm. and they're paying you, and you're under the obligation to draw something for a client. In this case, it's like his boss is like, hey, I got this idea for this Spider-Man. Draw it up. I mean... From what I've taken in from the background on this particular subject, I would say that, you know, Stan kind of didn't really fully come up with the idea not to knock Stan Lee, you know. Obviously, the guy's done great things, but in this particular situation, I would say that the artist definitely deserves some credit because he kind of brought it to life in a different way than... Stan kind of envisioned it to be, you know what I mean? Like, even as far as that other guy contributing the webs, because, you know, if he's not slinging webs out of his fucking wrist, swinging around town, then that's a totally different, you know, take on the superhero. Yeah, if he had a web gun. But I'm saying it's like, in this situation, I feel like they 
like Stan, yeah, had the original idea, but then without his Steve's. artistic ability, then it's not going to be what we like know and love as Spider-Man. No, I like your point about it. He's not even a good point about it being subjective. If I say, come up to you and said, hey, Rob, draw Spider-Man, and you draw this, whatever's in your head, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. Let me get that. <laughs> that. Is that your creation or is it mine? Since I said, hey, draw this. Like, I, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that, So, well, yeah, what do you think? And, well, if I said, hey, Rob, I have this idea for a guy. He's a superhero. I can't draw, but he's got a blue and red costume, and there's like a spider logo on his chest, and his eyes look like this, like, so I guess the point is like if it depends on what uh, Stan went up to the guy and said, did he say, "Hey, draw me Spider Man," or did he say, "Draw me the superhero that looks like this"? I well, think see, that's where said, there's different stories. I, mm. th- I think based on what we just said here, okay. that he just said, "Hey, draw me Spider Man." The other guy drew it. He didn't like it, so he goes to Ditko and he's like, "Hey, draw me Spider Man." He liked his version, mm. and then that guy also had input from his friends or like. You know, whoever he was working with, the guy that was drawing the fetish stuff. <laughs> so are you saying that uh, it should be a co-creation thing? Stan's not solely responsible? Yeah, for sure. Sh- I mean, in this instant, yes. Like okay. if he came up to him and had every idea laid out, mapped out for him to draw out, then yeah, it stands. But I feel like from what I understand, he just said, hey, draw me Spider-Man, and that's what came out. Give so. me your interpretation of Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I don't like it. I'm going to go someplace yeah. else. All right. I'm, okay. Now, Lee. This is like the first time I feel like we've ever agreed on something. <laughs> you say that like every episode. <laughs> I think you guys agree on way more than you think. Maybe. I think when we first started off the podcast, we were on like different ends of the spectrum, but we're like getting into the flow of things now. We're starting to agree more. Controversial topics we seem to be. Yeah. Star Wars. Now, this is what Giant Lee. Monsters. Okay. This is what Lee said on the creation of Doctor Strange. He said, "We well, we have a new character in the works for Strange Tales. Just a five-page filler named Doctor Strange. Steve Ditko is going to draw him. It's sort of a black magic theme. The first story is nothing great, but perhaps we can make <laughs> something of him. Twas Steve's idea." <laughs> Basically shitting on Doctor Strange. Yeah, it, like he like he goes and shits on what became like one of the most popular Marvel characters. Now, yeah. I'm not really sure at the time, like at the time, I don't think Doctor Strange was as big as he is now. Like within the MCU, he's like one of the um, better, like more well-received characters. But even like the movie, like I feel like that one took me a long time to get around to. Same. Uh, it did actually take me a while before I saw it, but honestly, I think that and um, that and Spider Man are two of my fucking favorite Marvel movies. Wow! Because when I did see Doctor Strange, I was like, "Dude, this movie is fucking badass." How did I wait so long to see this? You know, that's fair. I mean, it's a good movie. It helps set up a lot of stuff. But I like honestly, if I hadn't gone and seen it on a date, I probably wouldn't have gotten around to seeing it. Yeah, so I mean, it's just like it just goes back to like, um, I feel like Ditko was kind of not during the time he wasn't as appreciated. Like, why was mm. like if he was making all these famous characters, why was Stan like Stan was taking jabs at him? And like, there was a few interviews where he was like just downplaying Steve as like this fucking dickhead guy, <laughs> you know. And according to Steve, he didn't get a penny for the Sam Raimi films, um, mm. but. There are a few differing stories on that. I was reading one article where it says uh, like a lot of 
people try to go interview Steve, this guy like does not do any media interviews. There's barely even pictures of him around, uh, almost no audio of him. Um, but one guy was writing an article when Dr. Strange came out and he went looking for Ditko and apparently you could just like drop by his Manhattan studio and like talk to him, but he wouldn't go on record or anything like that. And he talked to one of the neighbors because the first time he went, um, he wasn't there. And the neighbor said like she accidentally got one of a uh, like a royalty check from a movie studio and it had too many zeros because she accidentally opened it thinking it was hers. <laughs> and just like was like, what the fuck is this? Because it was so big. So, I mean, who knows if he did get money or not. Uh, and he actually pour one out as this guy passed away June 29th of last year at the age of 90. Mm. And a, a lot of this stuff kind of reminded me of the story of Bill Finger and Batman, you know? I mean, he didn't get fucked as hard as Bill Finger, but... William Finger. Just reminded me a little bit of that. Now... I mean, as we said, like this guy, he fucking barely did any interviews. Um, he was a guy who didn't really want, like, he really didn't think he had to do interviews. Like, his whole philosophy stems from this fucking Ayn Rand bullshit where he's <laughs> saying, like, he does a job. It's not his personality that he's offering the readers. It's just his artwork. Like his his stories should stand for themselves. Uh, this guy stayed away from interviews or anything like that his whole life. And his final words, uh, the final words of Ditko's last essay published after his death in Down Memory Lane was, here's to those who wish me well. All those that don't can go to hell. That's fucking great. Edit that on my tombstone. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, look at this guy's artwork because a lot of Steve's uh, artwork um, and really his um, contributions to the plot um, kind of opened up comics to become more what they are today, like characters dealing with different problems and like we said, the gray area stuff. Um, they, apparently the Mr. A comics are good and you can still order them from like, you have to mail order them from his old publisher. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. All old school. This guy has like a website that looks like it was made back in like 95, um, probably was also got a little clip of in his own words. This is Steve Ditko talking about the creation of Mr. A and kind of like his thoughts on philosophy, um, so let's listen to that. The perfect hero on principle says yes to a true identity and no to a contradictory one. Ruled by justice, he treats every identity as it deserves. He is the actualized potential for good in its purest form, a true moral measuring ruler. He is the most human and deserving of respect. Today's flawed superheroes are superior in physical strength, but common, average, ordinary in mental strength, rich in superpowers, but bankrupt in reasoning powers. They are perfect in overcoming the flawed supervillains, saving the world, the universe, yet help us to solve their common, ordinary, average personal problems. It is like creating a perfectly physical adult with the reasoning limits of a six-year-old. Sounds just like Adam. <laughs> now that we've seen the dead. <laughs> <laughs> right? Am I right? I mean, this is like what he was saying, and that's about like Spider-Man, why Spider-Man deals with like financial troubles, girl troubles, shit like that. Well, that's also because he lives in New York City. Well, so does um, Captain America. Tony Stark. 
Tony. <laughs> and honestly, this guy kind of reminds me of like. I thought Tony lived in L.A. Who's the old guy from The Sopranos? Which one? The one they always go to his shop and have like cappuccino out front with him. <laughs> What's his name? Damn it. Uncle Lou or some shit like that. <laughs> it is Lou. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it, he reminds me of that guy. Stan um, Lee? No, Steve Ditko. <laughs> keep up, keep up. Stan Lee is kind of like that too. <laughs> well, yeah, but Just he the way he looks. Stan Lee's more like quirky than that, though. This guy like reminds me of a straight up mobster. Maybe he was. Maybe. Now, none hey, just told me he drawn some freaking comics. What do you want, huh? Now, nonetheless, Steve and Stan's initial 38-issue run remain iconic among Marvel and even comics as a whole. Uh, issues 31 to 33 are considered one of the most iconic story arcs of all time. Uh, this features, you know, when he's thinking about Aunt May, Uncle Ben, all his troubles, and he has to lift up all this heavy machinery that's all over him. Uh, check it out. It's fucking badass. Hey, man, at least he didn't get fucked over like our boy Bill Finger. Two dudes tried to make a kid. They had an argument. didn't work out so well, and then it did. Makes sense to me. TLDL. <laughs> and it did. Um, now. Two and a half men. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's where they got the idea. <laughs> I get it now. It makes sense. Charlie Sheen pulled a fucking Stan Lee. Now, we typically do origins on these comic episodes, um, but, you know, pretty much like pretty much everybody's familiar with the origin story of Peter Parker, am I right? All right. Uh, but we'll give you just the condensed version, you know, Orphan, he's an orphan, uh, you know, raised by Aunt May, Uncle Ben in New York City, Queens to be exact. Now, this is also what I'm thinking. I'm writing this stuff. He's from Queens, right? Allegedly. Now, Tobey Maguire, not really a Queen's accent kind of guy, right? No. Andrew Garfield, definitely not. Uh, I could see him being more New Yorker than Tobey Maguire. Now, Tom Holland, some people say he puts a little bit of a Queen's accent in there. Yeah, I say he does. Now, what about if they just had like a straight up, I didn't want to see a Spider-Man with a fucking... Like uh, Sopranos accent? <laughs> yeah, like a New York, like... Like, you know, I was thinking they hey, need Tony, what the fuck, man? They need Action Bronson to play Spider Man. <laughs> oh, dude, he has he the great voice <laughs> would, and the Yeah, spiders. that would be amazing, right? Mm. We need to like start a petition to get Action <laughs> Bronson to be a, some type of Spider Man, you know? Now this idea was in your head, so you get credit for it. I get credit for this. Is um, body going to be the Green Goblin? I would fucking love to see. Uh, maybe they do some type of like uh, multiverse thing in the next Spider Man and, and Action Bronson's fucking Spider is Spider Man. That'd be awesome, right? Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking funny. So he's raised in Queens. Um, Aunt May, Uncle Ben, and his parents Richard and Mary were killed in a plane crash. Now, do we know about this? A lot of people know his parents died, obviously, right? But do we know why? Plane crash. Well, apparently they they were were, working on some research, right? The active decay. No, I think that's. uh, I think you're thinking of Hey Arnold, (laughs) (laughs) right? Another guy, another teenager from Queens. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's true. Hey Arnold is pretty much Spider Man's life, except he lives with his grandpa. His monkey. Oh, hangs out with Monkey Man, dude. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Anyways, uh, apparently his parents were double agents working for the CIA to infiltrate Red Skull. Oh, wow. And when the Red Skull found this out, he had him killed. Hail Hydra. Um, 
Now, starts off in the comics, Peter Parker, giant fucking nerd, always picked on, bullied. Like, if you actually read Amazing Fantasy 15, I read it in preparation for this. Just hilarious the way this guy was bullied. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> bullying. Great. Yeah, bullying is obviously not not a good thing. We don't we, condone we need to stop it. that. We don't condone that. But um, in the comics, like if you saw this in a show, you'd laugh at it. Um, but you know, he's a smart kid, possibly even a genius. Some would say he's just not socially all there. Sure. And sure. Then, I mean, this is how he is in the comics. And I think um, Tom Holland does a good job at being like really awkward when he plays him. You know. Andrew Garfield does a delightful job, too. Most uh, geniuses are not that great in social situations. Exactly. So he, this guy is a mega nerd. Uh, so, of course, he's at a science exhibit instead of a school dance. And obviously, boom, he's uh, bitten by a radioactive spider, acquires spider-related abilities, including cleaning the surfaces, detecting danger with spider sense, and shooting webs from wrist-mounted devices... Now, they are devices in the OG comic. They do not come out of his wrist like the Tobey Maguire films. Um, and also, in the original panel in the comics, like when he's bitten by the spider, he's at this science exhibit. He is such a fucking nerd that even the scientists there joke this guy. The nerds are picking on yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, what, Peter? Weak stomach? You can't. Like, it's so... These guys are just commenting on how much of a loser he is <laughs> and then um now another important aspect of the comics was that spider-man had no he had no superhero mentor like like captain america batman um he had to learn from himself you for, know for himself yeah he had to learn for himself that the ever famous quote with great power also comes great responsibility now this line is later attributed to his guardian, Uncle Ben, but originally in the Amazing Fantasy 15, it was literally just the last panel of the comic as like the outro just said, with great power comes great responsibility. Now let's get to some of his love interests in the comics. I mean, what are we thinking, guys? This is where I want you guys to chime in. Are we more of a Gwen Stacy, um, Felicia Hardy, or the coup de grace, Mary Jane? We had to go Mary Jane. Okay. You would. Dude, they're all great. Come on, you gotta pick one. If you're Spider Man, who are you going well, with? Well, that black cat that Rob showed me earlier just won my vote, but <laughs> <laughs> um probably a movie Kirsten Dunst, Mary Jane. Okay. Now there's also like he had a fling apparently with Black Widow at one point. That would make a lot of sense. Also Spiders. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Um, now, uh, oh. would you guys pay to see that? Tom Holland, Brie Larson? Pay to see that? Little fling. Yeah. Ah, it'll be on the internet for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, these are like a few, like Gwen Stacy, obviously. I think, was that like his first um, love interest in the comics, I believe? It's also a band, I believe. Uh, yeah, it is like a metalcore band, right? Yes, sir. And then he had a brief fling with Felicia, by Felicia Hardy, <laughs> uh, a.k.a. Black Cat. And then and the we're not talking about fireworks. Obviously, the coup de gras. Mary Jane, man. Give me my Mary Jane. I'm Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Was now, he slapping again, that bass? Yeah, this is again like... Spider? 
Spider-Man and the Mary Jane. <laughs> you guys want to make a ripoff comedy? Honestly, we need to you make the that. Idea. Uh, that's another. That's the Action Bronson one. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> Just see him in the fucking costume. In the Rasta suit. It's a big suit. weed leaf instead of a spider. <laughs> and it's a Rasta suit. Action! If you're listening, have your people call our people. Um, is Mary Jane another like? Uh, Maybe that's why Ditko got all buttered and offended. Oh, no weed references, yeah. dude. This guy's too hardline. Uh, but he can't stay off the weed. <laughs> Spider Man cannot stay off the weed. We know it all too well. You gotta get him. that Mary Jane fix. Hell yeah. Now, again, one of the reasons why Spider Man is so iconic, I think, I mean, this guy's got one of the best fucking villain catalogs. Oh, yeah. Dude. Right? We were watching that documentary earlier, and they're like, the biggest problem was coming with a new villain. Yeah. Every episode. I regularly. mean, dude, this guy, like Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Venom, Mysterio, Carnage, Sandman, Kingpin, Vulture, fucking Rhino, Molten Man, Lizard, Hydro Man, The Sinister Six, like. All like I would put him up there with uh, Batman's Rogues Gallery as like top two in comics, right? Oh, yeah. Spider Man takes the cake. Dude. Yeah, I think so too because Doc Ock is like one of my favorite characters. Mm. Uh, but I see that. I mean, what are you thinking, Spider Man or Batman? Better Rogues Gallery. Spider Man. Okay, yeah. Rob, you're a big Batman guy. Mm, that's tough. Bruce Wayne over there himself. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I I really like Venom. I can't say that I like uh, any of Batman's foes enough. Okay. You don't I'll like get, the Joker because you are a Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Penguin? No, not a fan. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze. Now, I mean, let's get into... The ice. <laughs> so is it consensus that Spider-Man has the best uh, villain catalog? Hands down. I would say yeah. yes. All right. Now... Um, Batman a close second. Now, of course, after the comics, uh, we get some TV renditions. You know, we had um, Spider-Man, the original cartoon from 67 to 70. Um, this is the one where, like, the memes became a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, the, uh, are the me like, Spider-Man memes, those are from, um, like, the 60s cartoon, not the 90s one, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now... There was also Spidey in the 70s. This was by the Electric Company. Um, and this was actually kind of cool. I was looking this up. It had like the scenes were like in comic panels and they had like word bubbles come up. Hmm. And I think Spider-Verse, those scenes in into the Spider-Verse were like a little nod to this because you actually see, see like, you know, the comic panels. That's actually my favorite Spider-Man rendition into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Now, there was also The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, this was like the first live action, I think, in 77, and they also had a live action in Japan. Is that the one we were watching earlier, <laughs> yeah. like the Power Rangers? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Dude, go check this strings. out. Yeah, um, <laughs> Spider-Man, Japan's take was a little uh, oddball on Spider-Man, but... I love it. I mean, it's on YouTube. Check it out. Japan, Spider-Man, they got a bunch of scenes from that. And there was also a film, Spider-Man Strikes Back in 78... Just like the three ninjas. <laughs> Predates Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Uh, and then there was also Spider-Man, the Dragon's Challenge in 79. That was another live action. Was it in Japan? Uh, no, it was not, I don't believe. It, I think it came out on TV. Uh, and there was also another Spider-Man cartoon, 81 to 82. And then I think this one is real popular, was Spider-Man and his amazing friends 
from 81 to 83, it was uh, narrated by Stan Lee. And it was basically like the real world. Let's put <laughs> Spider-Man in a house with a bunch of other heroes. You know? <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I mean, you've probably seen That's it. That's like some trashy TV. Okay. It's similar to the 67 one, the, the cartoon that came with all the memes. Now, there's Spider-Man, the animated series. This is what I think we are most familiar with from 94 to 98 with yeah. the metal intro which is basically like any 90s cartoon or kid show <laughs> was like metal. Uh, Power Rangers, Power Rangers X-Men. had a good one, <laughs> Yeah, so did X-Men. That's true. And even the Spider-Man one is badass. Uh, and this was also like the merch era. This mm-hmm. was the era of toys. Um, like I said, I had the fa- my favorite of all time. And, you know, they had the classic wrist shooters like we talked about. A lot of the video games that I remember growing up on based on this. Yeah. Like a lot of um, this was when this was the age when uh, merchandise was huge. Because I think after like we talked about on Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Like they were some of the first to really profit wholly off of like merch, you know. Um, They were selling more merch than anything. And then Spider-Man, boom, follows. I, I looked up some statistic that said he sold like loads more merch than any any other superhero i think uh also spider-man is like big in asia i mean i see him every time i go to hollywood oh yeah that's true too also in the season finale of um the cartoon Mm -hmm. there was like in the season finale i believe it was the animated series was where they had him go into like they introduced like ideas of the multiverse yeah and they I even had that. like him go into reality and he met stan lee you remember that yep so that's fucking badass tribute right there now there's been loads of other cartoons that i've i've never watched there's spider-man unlimited uh and from 99 there's the new animated series from 2003 this was like 3d animation uh not my cup of tea <laughs> Spectacular Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, there's a new cartoon that started in 2017. Let's talk about the films. I mean, obviously, we got the Sam Raimi trilogy, um, Spider-Man in 2002, Spider-Man 2 in 04, and 3 in 07. I think I saw all three of these with Haas, man. Like, in theaters, I remember his sister took us to see the first one. I remember seeing the third one with you because oh, yeah. you're one of that. It was all kids because that was the only thing to do was, like, go hang out at the movies. Yeah. And I remember we sat kind of in the front, and you yelled right at the Venom part. I yelled? Yeah, it was, like, the scene where um, Eric Foreman becomes Venom. <laughs> and then... It goes to like black screen and goes quiet, and you just yelled, "Yeah!" <laughs> I guess that sounds like me, man. <laughs> yeah, so you were that asshole. What's your favorite? If we got to go, Raimi trilogy. No, because I re- recently rewatched like the first Spider-Man. Yeah, really, I don't think it holds up. No, but I think it set up everything else. But I, I agree. I didn't think it was the greatest one. I think I would go three because, like you said, I get super hyped on Venom. And there was a redhead and a blonde love interest. Okay. Now, did you like that version of Venom, though? No, I don't think Topher did, did like it. it <laughs> you don't like Topher <laughs> I didn't think it? he did a good job. Everything he touches, he ruins, apparently. Okay. Except for that 70s show. Oh, really? Why did the show end? Because he's an asshole. Uh-huh. All right, guys. This is Sam Raimi Spider-Man <laughs> time. What do we, uh, I like the OG. The first one? Yeah. 
All right. Who does he fight in that one? Green Gob, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Hob Gob. That's fucking... um, Franco's father. It's um, William Defoe. Now, I think that Spider-Man 2 is obviously my favorite. Like I said, Doc Ock. Um, And I just think it was done way better. Uh, Spider-Man 3... I mean, yeah, you got Venom in there, but you also have that like horrible like emo montage. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again, more memes for everybody to fucking laugh at. And the Raimi trilogy actually did give us memes too, because we got the one with him like out of focus, and then he and then he puts on his glasses. You know that meme? You can really meme anything nowadays, though. Yeah, but these I are have like Greg. Can you meme me? These are like memes that you see constantly. Spider-Man's in a lot of them. And you see the crying face of Tobey Maguire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's yeah. another huge one. Now then in uh, 20... I mean, is there anything else we want to say about Sam Raimi's trilogy? Sucked. Saw it sucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Amazing Spider-Man in 2012. We got the reboot. Uh, I, In my opinion, probably one of the worst I ones. I see this is my favorite. Now, now see, I think I've... Um, I think I've whittled it down to why. Okay. So why? Well, why don't you? Let's, no, this, I want to hear your theory on no, why hear, you think. I want to hear why it's your favorite. This is unbelievable. I think Andrew Garfield does a great job. Okay. Um, Emma Stone is Gwen Stacy. Okay, you like Emma Stone. They have great chemistry. Big super bad fan. Yep, yep. Uh, also, did you know Alex Olsen is the one doing like the skating in there? That makes a lot of sense, and I think that's another reason I like it, dude. The skating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, see, here's my issue with it. Okay. Andrew Garfield, uh, one, I really just don't like him as an actor. Well, but that's not, I mean, that's not. That you didn't like. Uh, I didn't like him in the social network, just whining around. in there. What about yeah, Hacksaw guy, Ridge? You see that? Uh, I did not. Oh, watch that good, and let yeah. me know. Now, also, though, he's too, like, cool, you know? Like, Spider-Man is a nerd. We said the scientists were joking. I mean, this guy's, like, way too cool. And I think even he's, like, you know, the popular cool kid in school. And I think the reason you like it, Adam, is because this was you. You were the jock, Mr. Fucking Wide Receiver, Mr. I'm going to tackle my brother in the courtyard. (laughs) See, I disagree with you. If you And I watched, I had a whole marathon when I was on FX. He's kind of a nerd. And he at one point, he kind of stands up, and then he gets beaten up. Remember, he stands up to Flash, and then he gets beaten up for it. And then as soon as he gets his superpowers and Uncle Ben dies and everything, that's when it kind of clicks. Like, yo, I don't have to be this pushover wuss kind of guy. I got a hot blonde girl that's into me. He gets the confidence. He gets the cockiness. Maybe that's why he do, I do like him and I relate to him. Because he's a confident cocky I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I got to agree here, though. I think these ones are worse than the... Uh, the Raimi the trilogy? Raimi. Wow. Oh, honestly, one more thing I will mention about the Raimi trilogy. Bone saws ready. <laughs> Remember when he fights Bone Saw? The wrestler? The right before. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like Macho Man. <laughs> um Yeah, these amazing Spider-Mans, though. I, I don't know. I mean, they made a bunch of money, but it just it wasn't it wasn't there for me. It didn't do it for me. Did you see the second one? Oh, loved it. I like uh, Jamie Foxx's villain. Really? Yeah. I heard that's one of the worst villains you, of all time. I, I like it. it. Of all time? I haven't even How seen about that of all one. Time? So. No, I do think the Green Goblin in Raimi's trilogy was way better than... Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, honestly, guys, though, let's be real. We got to say that the latest one's probably the greatest one. 
Well, well I mean, you can't say that. You didn't even see it. Well, let's real first. No, jump. I'm saying the rendition of Spider Man. Well, let's before we get there, let's real quick jump into your favorite into the Spider Verse. Uh, this was 2018. You you had Miles Morales, uh, originally created in 2011, um, and this was like after the death. Spoiler alert of Peter Parker. You had this like teenager from New York. He comes up to be the second Spider Man. He's got the fucking badass suit, um, and into the Spider Verse now streaming on Netflix. Uh, what did we think about this? See, I will admit, like, I was hesitant to see it at first, and you said we're doing this episode. Yeah. And now, like, and the whole idea at first, I was like, oh, yeah, anybody can be Spider Man. Uh, Super cheesy. But now it's, like, kind of cool. And maybe now that we talked about the TV 90 series where the multiverse and everything. Yeah. It was, like, uh, pulled from that. Yeah. Maybe there's an homage at least. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think there's even an homage to Stan's creation. There is. As a whole, because, I mean, when you really boil it down, he said the whole plot the whole plot of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is based on Lee's idea of, like, Spider-Man, like anyone can see themselves as Spider-Man, even a pig. Well, hey, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I sleep a lot better at night knowing that in some dimension I am Spider-Man. Okay. And also, um, yeah, I mean... I only heard good things about this, and when I finally got around to seeing it, pff, great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Animation's mm-hmm. badass. Although it was kind of giving me a headache at one point because it's like watching 3D without your glasses, you know? Ooh, That's yeah. pretty sick, though. And my only thing is, like, uh, did they have to make Kingpin so big? I like it, dude. A little hyperbole. <laughs> like a little tiny head. Great soundtrack, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. And also, um, the spider ham in there. <laughs> Like uh, like Spider Ham. Did we ever even think we would see that as a? No. As a film? I think they're even said Porky it, Pig. It's getting a series now. Spider Pig. Spider pig. <laughs> there we go. I'm it's Peter. The Simpsons. It's Peter Porker. That's but they're saying <laughs> that's a different guy. Actually, um, it's an amazing adult <laughs> fantasy. But you know what? Spider Ham actually reminded me of the. the you ever read the comic Batman and Elmer Fudd? <laughs> can't say that I have. But. I, just hear me out. It sounds stupid, right? You're messing with this. Dude, is like no. You told me we were getting free boards. No, 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 dude. This is fucking badass. Check out Bat the run of Batman Elmer Fudd crossover in the comics. It's fucking <laughs> sick, dude. Bat, dude, Elmer Fudd with the fucking side by side, just blasting bad guys with fucking Rabbit Batman. <laughs> it's fucking badass. Um, check it out. I mean, sounds stupid, but it's badass. Does Bugs make an appearance? Uh, not in the one that I read. Now, Rob, as we talked about, let's get into the coup de gras, the MCU Spider-Man. Uh, and start off, we get the reveal in Captain America Civil War in 2016. Uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. A lot of people say that he plays it best. What are we thinking? I concur. The guy, is uh, he likes to leak spoilers. So he sings like a canary. You know he's not from Queens. <laughs> now, but he's a nerd. Oh, yeah. He, he's a huge nerd. He does play that up pretty well. Now, see, he's a he is still, like, I feel like too good looking to be Spider-Man. <laughs> they actually gave him a, only a limited edition, or not edition, but like a limited part of the script, like piece by piece while they were doing Endgame because they didn't want him <laughs> to ruin it. <laughs> That's what I heard. Now, check this out, though. Um 
Well, I feel like Tom this, Holland. This is the youngest version of Spider Man that we really definitely get to see most too, like, like believable like high school kid yeah. Spider Man because Garfield's still a little bit older. He's like a graduating senior and everything. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Tobey Maguire. I mean, he looked like he was like mid thirties, <laughs> but he probably was. Yeah. Um. So you know, not really a high schooler. Right. I might get to play Tobey Maguire's little brother. Not really. <laughs> not really appealing to that teenage audience. Then we get Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017. And I think against the budget, this is like one of the highest grossing Spider-Mans. It's like eight, eight, eight hundred something million worldwide, the budget of uh, 300. 800-something million? And that might be the highest grossing? Well, dude, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3 grossed 890 million. Ooh. Made for about the same amount of money. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like pretty much very similar. Homecoming yeah, for, was good, yeah. Yeah, but in Homecoming, um, they don't even tell you the origin. They're just like, you know what? You've seen this enough, guys. Yeah, yeah. We'll we, just, fucking, we just made a movie two years <laughs> yeah. ago, so I think you know what's going uh, yeah. on. Yeah, well, we get right past Instead that. of the origin story, we're going to throw in a hot Aunt May for you this time. Though. Yeah. I was saying, Tom Holland, since he's so good looking, like the ideal person to play Spider-Man would be uh, like fourth grade from mid nineties. <laughs> right. Okay. Like in I, the comics, he's like a scrawny nerd with a face full acne. We got to get rid of that bleach blonde hair, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. like I that would it. be I the ideal it. person. But in all these, he's like, uh, you know, this charming guy, like, well, you got to have a good looking guy for the kids to look up. Exactly. To. And, and Holland does a good job of, uh, even really, if you think about it, Spider-Man homecoming, one of my favorites in the Marvel universe, uh, in, of all Marvel films, really, besides that original Captain America. From, <laughs> uh, from, that's from that's your favorite. Um, and then we also get Far From Home uh, this year. Did you guys see it yet? I have not seen it yet. Seen I it actually yet. went to the theater on <laughs> opening night, but I was seeing Toy Story 4. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but it was funny because there was this like super old guy behind me in line, and he was like, what is everyone in, in this line for? Because the line was like wrapping around the theater for tickets. And I was like, oh, Spider-Man just came out. And he was like, Man, you kids still like Spider-Man, huh? <laughs> well, I did see it, so I guess I'm the only one. There won't be any spoilers this episode. We do a review once you guys get around to okay. seeing it. All right. Uh, I will say, great fucking movie. Go see it. Um, I mean, that's really all I'll say. Great fucking movie. Uh, awesome fucking action scenes. Check it out. Uh, movie of the summer, right there. Now, what do we think in the best best versions are i mean film cartoon like what's your favorite uh spider-man i mean to me that's crazy to think like all we had growing up was the cartoons i, I mean I, I don't know i can't speak for you guys i never saw any of the movies when i was a kid until toby Maguire movies came out yeah those are the first yeah i think those I were the first like big ones so would those be just based on nostalgia be your favorites because that's like who what you think of when spider-man no, for me, it's always going to be Andrew Garfield. <laughs> That's very <laughs> It's always got to be the outlier. <laughs> All right, what are you saying? Andrew Garfield well, and you're, you said one uh, through three over here. Okay. You said uh, Spider-Verse was your favorite. Yeah, right? it would be. But I would say... He also likes the new Star Wars. I would say live action, though. I'll go with my boy Tom. But also those 90s, you know. Yeah, gotta throw that the 90s, 90s cartoon. cartoon in there. 
Just like Batman, you know? Yeah. Got to mm. go with the, the 90s cartoons. But yeah, I will say um, I think Tom Holland, obviously the best. Now, in the, obviously, they're going to do a sequel, right? Um, Got to. I mean, I will say when you guys see it, stay for those credit scenes because those are fucking key. Oh, I heard. There's some explaining people have to do. Yep. So we got Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. What's the next one going to be? Spider-Man right down the street? (laughs) (laughs) What are we thinking it could be? Spider-Man Queens. Spider-Man New New Fucking York. (laughs) Spider-Man meets Kevin Durant. (laughs) Spider-Man sweeping the streets. (laughs) Spider-Man Endless Summer. All right, now I do want to, um, before we round this one out, um, you know, it's getting late. Got to get got to get home. Um, got to get a quick game. Got to get home for lunch. Yeah, Spider-Man's got to get home. Uh, I want to throw this last story in here. So uh, as we talked about, like, the creation, there's a lot of, like, myth, a lot of mystery. Now, apparently... Now, Rob, this goes to what you were saying. Top condition of Amazing Fantasy 15 typically goes for about 300K or more. Um, and Need to do some crate digging to find that guy. Now, this is, this is uh, where it gets a little strange. All of the art from the original Amazing Fantasy 15 was donated to the Library of Congress oh. thanks to an anonymous donor. Now nobody can figure out no one can figure out who this is and that was the one condition this donor wanted to remain anonymous. Hmm. Uh, and it was not it's confirmed that it was not Steve Ditko or Stan Lee. Try that other guy. <laughs> Kirby. Nope. I don't think so. Well, the world well actually never you know. never really fucking know cuz Kirby died like way before they got this thing. What about the kinky artist guy? I don't know. It could have been. But I think it got donated within the last like a uh, couple years and uh, like remains anonymous. Nobody wants to figure this out. But I was reading this article by Jim McLaughlin, McLaughlin, uh, but on Newsarama from June of this uh, of last year. Um, so the original like art from comics when they were being created was considered worthless. It was just like a step in the production process. Um, Stan Lee said he would even tip sandwich delivery boys by giving them pages of original art. And they were like, uh, we want money, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from, from Marvel Comics. Now, uh, by, we, wanna, we want some of this fetish art. By 1974, uh, Marvel Comics enacted a policy to return the art to the artist. Um, this policy addressed only new art going forward and not uh, art from years previous. So for all this previous art they had, Marvel assigned Irene Vartanoff to sort and catalog the warehouse they had rented that contained thousands upon thousands of pages of original art, and it was just thrown in this warehouse. That's all right. Yeah, they yeah. the job, man. Um, Vartanoff, Where do I get that job? So Vartanov started the job in 1975 and finished in 1976. Great year. In that year, Vartanov cataloged 35,530 pages of art, including 934 covers. Now, all of this art was basically from 1960 to 74. Most of the art present was still in its full issue form, but there were like you know, it would it would skip issues here and there. Like mm-hmm. uh, this guy used the example as Iron Man contained complete issues two, three, four, five, eight, nine, and ten, and sixteen. 
but nothing from number one, six, seven, or eleven through fifteen. Uh, and a lot of a lot of the collection was like this. Now, Amazing Fantasy fifteen was not present, so the issue had disappeared pre seventy five when she organized all this stuff. Uh, and we allegedly ne- now Maybe we she did it. Hey, we know where. Amazing Fantasy 15 art is. It's at the Library of Congress. But the original art of two other Marvel Holy Grails, they're called, Fantastic Four number one and number two, have never been located and were not a part of the Vardenoff inventory. So, hey, I mean, if you if you got like a grandpa that was a sandwich delivery guy or something, <laughs> this could be like laying around in their old junk. Or like in a old, yeah, or in like old trunk at a thrift store or some shit. Imagine finding that. Um, now all twenty four original pages are at the Library of Congress, but the cover is still missing to this day. So nobody mm. knows where the cover for Amazing Fantasy fifteen is. And um, I mean, there you go. Little interesting stuff. A lot about the creation. Um, there you have it. I mean, anything you guys want to add about Spider-Man? I mean, I would say out of the Marvel universe, probably my favorite. Yeah, I, w- I went back and was like rereading a lot of that original run of Spider-Man comics. And I will say like, man, Steve Ditko's art is probably like my favorite of all like comic art. Just the way that he was able to draw and like illustrate uh, Spider-Man and the story arcs. And even like we said, the villains, just everything about it, fucking yeah. badass. Fucking sick. Just Hell rem- of an artist. Just remember, any one of us could be Spider-Man. So make sure you're always doing the right thing at the right time. Hey, man, great um, responsibility. <laughs> 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 now I know what you guys are thinking. Um, hey, black suit. What about the black suit? Venom? Mm. Carnage? Hello? Well, we will continue our Spider-Man comic series next week. Uh, Or maybe uh, we might take a little break. Take a little break. Adam's uh, got a little traveling to do. Um, But our next full episode will be on Venom. So stay tuned for that. Uh, We're going to get into the fucking symbiote himself. Eddie Brock, dude. A lot of Tom Hardy talk. So, guys, as you know, uh, these shirts are selling like hotcakes out here, so uh, just go over to the podcast from out of space.com and uh, pick yourself up one before they sell out. And uh, other than that, feel free to slide in those DMs, podcast from outer space on Instagram. And if you want to shoot us an email, podcast from outer space at gmail.com. Uh, we're always down to interact with you guys. You guys got any ideas, any uh, stories that you want us to dive into for you? Or maybe you just want to say that we're doing a great job. Or maybe you think we fucking suck. I don't know why you're listening to us, though. But uh, that's it from your boy. I got a site. Um, this oh, was yeah. from Rhino Home Video, 1989 VHS Masters of Comic Book Art, uh, newsarama.com, and the BBC4 documentary In Search of Steve Ditko. Um, check that out. It's actually free on YouTube. And also vulture.com. Um, they had an article on Steve Ditko, which I got a little bit of information from. So check those out for more info on Spider Man. 
And on that, so long and thanks for all the fish. Word. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Coming from Queens, where we don't get caught up in between with the nonsense. All these pussy niggas acting sex, taking off your chest. Bring it to the desert where I rest. Word. Southeast to west, watch the straight slugs through your vest. Worldwide, worldwide, whenever beef is starting, keep your mind on Queens when the dogs start barking. Worldwide, worldwide, whenever beef is starting, keep your mind on Queens when the dogs start barking. It's time to dead the whole situation. New York is full with murderers, guns, and Court cases back